Now, it was just about three months ago when the coronavirus was first identified in Wuhan, China. And little did we even expect that today this has become a public health crisis of international proportion. And here we are in Malaysia battling uh, this deadly and invisible enemy. Travel restrictions and social distancing have been imposed in our efforts to contain, to combat the COVID-19 pandemic. In all my lifetime, I've never experienced such a thing like this. This has affected us in more ways than one. Um, our daily routines and plans have been affected, disrupted. We can no longer work uh, in our offices, nor have a tetare out in the streets, uh, in town, or eat in our favorite hawker stores uh, and food outlets. Life is no longer the same again. Now, for how long? We do not know. The only thing I know that beyond a shadow of doubt is this, that regardless of how bad things around us can be, we have a God who loves us, a God who is capable, a God who is unchanging, and a God who is faithful. And He will not desert or abandon us. He is committed to us. As much as we are His people, He is our God. And this God is with us. This God says to us that He will never leave us nor forsake us. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. Now, church, it is in times like this that we can identify with the Old Testament prophet Habakkuk uh, and join him in this refrain recorded for us in Habakkuk chapter 3, 17 to verse 19. It says, Though the fig tree does not blossom, there be no grapes on the wine. Though the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food, and though there are no sheep in the pan, no cattle in the stalls, yet the prophet Habakkuk says, Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will put my joyful, I will be joyful in God, my Savior. I just love how Habakkuk actually uh, uses the word yet. So often in situations we use the word but. Everything should be going on well, and some negative people will say, regardless of how good a presentation or God, a good a situation is, they will always you have that little but, and then you know, uh, spoil everything by majoring on the minor, the little things that didn't quite turn out right. But Habakkuk is different. He is a voice of God speaking into our lives and our hearts because he says that despite everything that's not working right, he says, yet... I will rejoice in the Lord, my Savior. What a joy it is to have people of God speaking their lives and situations with a word of hope. With a word of hope. Now, yes, like Habakkuk, we can rejoice in God, our Savior, regardless. God is ever faithful and He is our deliverer. Habakkuk says, I will rejoice, I will have my joy in this God who is my Savior. And another word for Savior is the word deliverer. And certainly, God will deliver us. Now, I stated earlier that the coronavirus is invisible. But friends, invisible, yes, but not invincible. Why? Because we are more than conquerors. 
we are born and birthed into this world by God to be overcomers. Now, centuries later, the Apostle Paul echoes Habakkuk's conviction and tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. And for emphasis, he adds and says, And again, I say, rejoice. Now, what was the underlying premise that both Habakkuk and the Apostle Paul could rejoice even in the most trying circumstance? Friends, their hope, their anchor was in this almighty God whom they worship. For Habakkuk, he has this to say, The sovereign Lord is my strength, and he makes my feet like the feet of a deer, and he enables me to go to the heights. Habakkuk 3.17 Now see friends, deers, mountain goats are divinely gifted with the ability to navigate almost impossible terrain. That is how God will hold us up in challenging times, in challenging times as this. Now for Paul in Philippians 4 and verse 5, he simply puts it as God is near. God is at hand. God is with us regardless. You see, friends, God is ever-present and He is with us. He is at hand and is just a prayer away. Now, certainly the joy of the Lord is our strength. So rejoice in the Lord always. And like Paul, I say again, church, rejoice. R-E-J-O-I-C-E. Say with me, rejoice. Now, on the first Sunday in February, I launched our month-long series on worship, wherein I said, worship is all that I am responding to all that God is. Now, in that sermon, I also referenced John chapter 4, the conversation that Jesus had with this Samaritan woman. And in that conversation, Jesus uh, moved the Samaritan woman away from the locale, or the place of worship, be it Mount Gerizim, or even Jerusalem for that matter. And with that, Jesus told her, and she, he told us this, told her this, and I read from John chapter 4, verse 23 and 24. Yet the time is coming and has now come when true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth, for they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. For God is spirit, and His worshippers must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now, with those words, Jesus was reconstructing the Samaritan woman's understanding of worship. Jesus was saying to her, and is saying to us today, that worship is not so much tied up to a particular place, be it a mountain, be it a city, or even a building. It is not the place, it is the heart of worship. For Jesus goes on to say that a time is coming and it has already come whereby God the Father is seeking us to worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now today we are not able to meet as we usually do at Agape Community Church. And if we are not able to curb the spread of this virus, there might even be the possibility of a total lockdown. Even then, this does not stop us from worshipping God. Why? 
because God and because God is ever present and because worship is not tied to a place. It can take place in the confines of our hearts, can take place in the confines of our homes, anywhere for that matter. You see, friends, the church of God over the centuries not only has been resilient in the midst of trials and the onslaught of the devil and of persecution that has come across, the church of God has in fact merged or emerged stronger than ever. True to Jesus' promise, know that he will build his church, nothing, not even the onslaught of the greatest threat and the fiery darts of the evil one can stop the on-marching church. In all things, Jesus says, we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Now, in my reflection, in my reflection as to what is happening since the announcement made by the World Health Organization that COVID-19 is now a pandemic, a number of thoughts have been brought to the forefront. One, to some extent, we have lost our freedom of coming together for corporate worship, something we took for granted all these years. And I began to realize that I'm stripped of institutional worship. Uh, and I realized faith is not tied to a church or a church building or a service proper. As that songwriter says, when the music fades, and all is stripped away, I move from the art of worship to the heart of worship. I also find myself connecting with God in a more personal and authentic way. And Jesus, over the last few days, has become really the center of my heart and my life. I've never given so much thought in just, you know, uh, about God, about His purposes, about the kingdom purposes uh, in my life, in our country, uh, even you know, in the world at large. Uh, God has become so real, so personal, so authentic. Now, I'm also reminded, number two, again, that our security is not in our government. Though a government, a good government is important, uh, not in the stock markets that go up and down and so unpredictable, especially in times like this. Not even in our jobs or good economy. Really, in times like this, when we are stripped of everything, we begin to realize that God you know, is the source of our total supply. He is Jehovah Jireh. The God who not only provides the God who sees her hate because the word gyrate, God provide, or the word provide comes from a Latin word, verb, V-I-D-E, simply meaning to look ahead. And the word provide comes from this word, V-I-D-E, from which we get the word video, God seeing ahead. Now, this pandemic has caught us all by surprise, but not God. He knew even before it happened. And he has that solution. No wonder the Apostle Paul says, and my God shall supply all your need according to his riches 
in glory by Christ Jesus. Usually, when we read these words, words, we always think of money, our sustenance, you know. But the greatest need right now in this pandemic is to find a vaccine, find a cure, and this is a need. And our God will supply it. It is in Him, in God, we live, as Paul says, quoting one of the Asian prophets in the book of Acts, saying that it is in Him we live and move and go about our living. And this God is the omnipotent God who holds and sustains everything together. Friends, God is still in control. God has our back. Nothing catches Him by surprise. Number three, in this pandemic, our enemy is invisible. Just because we can't see the virus, it does not mean it does not exist. It's very real. Likewise, the spiritual world we live in is very real. God is real. The devil and the evil, evil forces around us, they are very real. And our enemy is an invisible one. Paul puts it this way in 2 Corinthians 10, verse 3 to 6. For though we live in the world, we do not wage war as the, word, as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. On the contrary, you know, uh, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every uh, pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. You see, church, you and I, we are empowered to push back darkness and overcome evil. This is not a time to be fearful. This is a time to step in, to step up in our faith and to be strong and to be very courageous. Now, moving forward, how are we to make the best of this situation? I've got about three or four things to say to you. One is, this is a great opportunity to spend time with our family at home. You know, uh, don't go out picnicking. Don't go out, you know, to the beach. But a great time to spend time with our family at home. Spend time doing things together. Enjoy Celebrate one another. Watch a movie at home. Read a book. Clean the house. Paint that wall. And the list goes on. Now number two, a good time to start and strengthen our family authors at home. How? Now go to our church website. Watch our recorded video messages together as a family on a daily basis, on a weekly basis. And on a daily basis, have someone read a portion of scripture, say a psalm or maybe the book of Proverbs, 30 or so in them. You know, get someone to read it. Just share your thoughts about it. Then take some time to pray together. There'll be prayer pointers, uh, pointers up on Instagram or Facebook and our website. Uh, go look at it and there's a great time to start a family author. Number three. In uncertain times like this, like these, we need to be the salt and the light to those around us, especially 
to those who yet to come into the faith. Um, I would encourage you to pray, to seek God, to be sensitive to the promptings, to the voice of the Holy Spirit, because God is a speaking God. And be sensitive to the voice of God, to the promptings of the Spirit, as to who you can call, who you can actually, which neighbor or whoever it is that is in need, maybe shut-ins, elderlies, or maybe, you know, uh, elderlies who are here and the children are overseas or something like that, you know, say to God, God, speak to me. Let me be that voice. Let me be your hands, be your, your feet, and let me be the channel of your blessings to bring healing, to bring a word of encouragement, to offer help, to offer food, whatever it may be, because... You know, people cannot see God, but they can see God at work in and through our lives. And number four, please, please, church, do not take travel restrictions and other measures implemented lightly. Keep safe to be safe. Now, I would like to close by reading from the book of Psalms and after which, all of us will recite the Lord's Prayer together. Psalms 46, verse 1 to 3. The psalmist says, God is our refuge and our strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear, though the earth would give way, the mountains will fall into the heart of the sea, though its waters will foam, and the mountains quake with their surging. He says, I will not fear. Why? Because perfect love casts out all fear. How does perfect love cast out all fear? I used to wonder how perfect our love is. I think we fall short. And then I realized that God is love. No, and this love of God, when it saturates our hearts, when God Himself lives in us, our bodies being the temple of the Holy Spirit, and we will allow His kingdom to be established and allow Him to be, to be enthroned in the throne room of our hearts and our lives, perfect love casts out all fear. And we thank God for that promise and that assurance. Psalms 46, verse 10 to 11. The psalmist continues and says, Be still, don't panic, and know that I am God. I'll be exalted among the nations. I'll be exalted in the earth. The Lord Almighty is with us, and the God of Jacob, our fortress. If there's one patriarch who understands how he needs God, and who understands what it's like to go through difficult times, it is Jacob. You know, because Jacob is that one person that rested with God through thick and thin. And no wonder the psalmist says, you know, this God is the God of Jacob who will see us through difficult times. Now let us recite the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who have sinned against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. 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 Now may the all-sufficient grace of God cause each one of you to conquer in every situation. As Scripture tells us, God's power shows up best when we are weak and helpless. Shalom and God bless you.